Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health concerns using the labs you already have. Your doctor might tell you your blood work is normal, but I'm here to teach you a better way. If you're a doctor or a health coach and anything in between, there's one for you too. Go grab your free blood work and supplement sheet guide so you can learn how to read your labs yourself. Plus, come join me for the free three-day live what your normal labs really tell you challenge every fourth week of the month with the last one in May. Download your cheat guides and register here at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas and Nutribiome. Systemic Formulas, the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. In fact, when I discovered Systemic Formulas, not only did my patients get faster results, but it made my life easier too. Instead of ordering from a handful of companies, I use 95% SF products. They're top of the line quality with the best lab west of the Mississippi. They're pure, potent, and they get results. In fact, I recommend you follow their Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Jump inside their Facebook group and put my name into the search bar. You'll discover multiple videos of me teaching you labs, products, and even business tools. Everybody can join the Instagram, but practitioners, the Facebook group is just for you. Also, the man who's behind the Systemic Formulas products, Dr. Shane Morris, is launching a new line of supplements designed to take your microbiome to the next level. And it's not just probiotics. He has specific prebiotics designed to feed the probiotics. Oh, and anybody can order them too. Learn more and order soon at mybiome.com. M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E.com. And last but not least, are you a practitioner looking to improve your online presence, but it's overwhelming thinking about building a website, connecting it to a funnel, and then having it all actually make money? Let Tara help you take your dream and make it a reality. She's been the driving force behind my entire website and mastermind, my entire online business. Tara can help you build yours too. She's got brand new packages designed to help you grow your business and future-proof it. With over 20 years of experience in the online business consulting and website mastery world, she's your girl. Go check her out at TaraConsultingInc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast. We are in season four with over a hundred episodes. If you haven't binge listened yet, you should. And then jump in and write a review on your favorite listening app. Reviews help people find this information. Whether you have a diagnosis or you don't, I don't care. We are going to help you find the root causes to your health concerns using your normal labs. Today's guest is Jessica. I should have asked you last Bricky? Bricky. Yep. Yeah. Bricky. Like brick with a Y. You and I have known each other for so long. I don't know why I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) This is the intro I want to use because she posted this on her Facebook page four days ago when she turned the ripe age of 50. Tonight, as I was washing my makeup off after enjoying a wonderful birthday dinner with my friends, closing out my 40s, I looked at my reflection in the mirror, wondering where time has gone and evaluated my soon to be. 50-year-old face. You might have to take over. (laughs) I was trying to decide how I really feel about my aging face. The fact is, these wrinkles tell the story of my life. This is how I feel about the the wrinkles on my stomach. It's like hitting home. (sighs) 50 years of lines made from laughter, tears shed, words screamed, love shared, and I love shenanigans. Stories told and listened to, they have been made from walking through the pain of loss and hardships, formed from reaching goals and imagining dreams yet to unfold. The creases between my eyes have always given my thoughts away long before my my mouth did. I still am not certain how I truly feel about wrinkles. I mean, I don't even want to show off my gray hair yet, but I am certain that I have had 50 amazing trips around the sun. Thank God much of it was recorded on film. 
I have the absolute most incredible life, family, and friends. I'm blessed with a wonderful career and beautiful home. I can lay my head down at night knowing I've done my best most days and the ones where I've failed to do so sought forgiveness or laughed at my own nonsense. I've made billions of mistakes, learned from most of them. I am still a student of life with so much yet to discover. So I guess at the end of the day, here I am trying to just make peace with my dang wrinkles because it's been a pretty sweet ride so far. This is 50. Bring it. Let's see what you've got. <laughs> see, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> this is um, Jessica and I have known each other for what, a year now? Yeah, about a Another year. one of those situations where we're still yet to meet face to face. I know. But with how the world is, this is how we create friends. This is Absolutely. how we network. And when I saw her post that, I was like, oh my gosh. You can just tell it hits on so many levels because as us moms, the moment we say yes to that baby, our bodies change. And it is very difficult for many, if not most, if not all, at some point along the way to look at me and say, what are these wrinkles? Why do I have flab on my arms, you know? And in this world, we're like, oh, we'll just go get surgery and Botox it up or go get surgery and take this away you hit it spot on. Like we are our stories. We are. Take it away. Well, in that mindset, it has taken me a long time to come to where I am in my practice because we live in this culture of um, being skinny equals being a better person, feeling good about ourselves. And while there is a confidence component to being at a healthy weight, we're in this culture, the society where we just, we have to look really good and diet all the time in order to be a good person or, um, you know, show our best side. And I did that for a while in my new stages of um, becoming a nutritionist, where I thought that was what I needed to do in order to help people feel better about themselves. Um, really, it was a reflection of where I was in my own life, because one of the reasons that I call myself and, and I have been known as the, you know, the most relatable nutritionist is because I have walked the walk. I have tried every diet that's out there, pretty much all of them that exist. I have struggled most of my adult life with carrying a healthy weight, associating my self-worth with how I looked in the mirror. And so I thought that that's what I needed to go out and present as a professional to the world. Yet throughout the years, you would see my weight go up and down and the guilt that came along with that as a, as a, as a practitioner that I can't even get it together myself enough to maintain this perfect weight. It helps me be relatable because I I faced loss and having a sick child in my own autoimmune conditions and struggling with um, reproductive issues. And as I said, weight as a, as a, for me being probably what I thought was the lead component took a long time to understand that it wasn't about getting on a diet. It was about my approach to my body and, and what it was to be healthy mentally and physically. It's not, it's not really easy to do. Um, so, you know, what I want to talk about a lot is, you know, this culture of being skinny versus being healthy and marketing is at the core of a lot of this. So the diet culture um, is led by the $72 billion industry. $72 billion a year are spent on people that are trying to lose weight. And then you look at the next statistic beyond that, it's a 95% failure rate. That's crazy. We're willing to have the $72 billion industry that has a 95% failure rate. We wouldn't accept that those kind of numbers in any aspect of our life, but yet here we are, you know, always falling victim to this marketing that's out there. And I get it because I've done it over and over and over again myself. I understand. And I think there's a lot of people out there that when they're working with practitioners that have never had those struggles, either with health or weight, it's hard for them to form this bond with somebody in, on some levels because they think, well, you don't really get it. You don't understand. You've never been there. You've never had to deal with it, but I want to look like you. I want to be healthy like you and all that. So as a practitioner, you want to put that best step forward and look your best. Um, but at the same time, you want to also be 
relatable to them. My husband, for example, always very thin, always very fit, had Graves disease post 9-11. It was, it was triggered by his exposure to all that stuff there. And he did have to have his thyroid removed eventually. And everything was stable and good in his world until it wasn't. And then suddenly this guy who even through all of that has maintained this great physique was gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight. He never understood what it was like for me all these years with me watching me go up and down and up and down. He never understood what it was like to struggle until there he was finally in this position. And it still took him getting hit over the head a few times with a hammer before I was like, this is not about you counting your calories. This is about something else that's going on in your body. That's why you can't lose the weight. That's why you're uncomfortable in your body right now. It has nothing to do with going out and, you know, eating low fat yogurt for breakfast and, you know, a salad for lunch and veggies and chicken for dinner. That's not going to ever do it for you. You've restricted your calories. It's not work. It's not what it's about for you. Yeah. I was literally had a call yesterday with a young guy um, who just called into the office in his late twenties. He's a marathon runner. And he's like, no matter how much I run, what I eat, I am gaining weight. Yeah. And just from a phone call, I was like, well, give me some perspective of, are you like 110 pounds going into 150 pounds? Cause you're a marathon runner. Or are you like, 210 pounds going into 220 pounds. Like, well, what are we talking about here? Um, so he he had me go over to his Facebook page and not your typical marathon runner, but he said, I have some thyroid labs done recently. And they told me that they were off. I just want some gu- guidelines on nutrition and diet and exercise. And I said, well, I can give you all the nutrition and dietary guidelines and, and exercise guidelines in the whole entire world. But if your body is not right on the inside, nothing you try, no amount of a marathon will fix it. Correct. Probably make it worse, actually. Yeah, exactly. And it was just this whole new concept for him that as a male, yes, in his early or late 20s, I should say, of this idea of no matter how hard I exercise and the good I eat, those are not my main controlling factors, even though we're told that over and over and over again. Yeah. There's so much more to it. There's so much more to it. And especially, you know, um, as you know, because you hear the story repeatedly in your office, you go into the doctor because you're gaining weight and you feel lousy, right? And you do all these labs and the advice you're getting from the doctor is, well, just eat less and move more and everything will be fine. See you later. You know, <laughs> I'll see you in six months or 12 months, whatever it is. And that's the worst advice that's ever given because, you know, most of the time, those people have probably already tried that. They've probably already tried some sort of diet in order to do that, or they've gotten on some sort of regimen to exercise differently, or, or maybe just begin exercising and it's not moving the needle. So it's disheartening because there's this information you trust that these doctors are going to give you this information to do the right thing for your body. And then you're not getting, you know, you're not getting the help that you're so desperately seeking which leaves you down that rabbit hole of trying lots of things until you stumble upon that right person. That's going to say, this is really what it's about. Yeah. It's not about your calories. Yeah. So Jessica, you were telling us that you've been down that route. What switched, what changed? What was my shift? Altered the needle. Yeah. Yeah. So it was me finding a functional practitioner in my world. So the practitioner needed a practitioner. I was doing all these things and, you know, I, I knew food, right. I knew the calories in calories out model. I knew, you know, all of these things yet it wasn't working for me. Perfect example. And I don't know if it's okay to say a company name, but Weight Watchers was one of those things that I had tried multiple times in my life that never worked for me because if you're counting points and you're looking at on their food scale, I could eat, you know, cereal for breakfast and pasta for lunch, and then, you know, have a baked potato at dinner. And guess what? For my body, I can't do that. Yeah. Your blood sugar, my blood sugar is bouncing. Really anybody shouldn't be doing that, but you know, bouncing all over the place. And, you know, then I'm craving more sugars. It was just a problem for me. So it was finding, finding a practitioner that, had this mindset of, you know, let's get to the root of all of this and let's look at food as what's right for your body 
And once I started applying those things, you know, understanding what was going on with my body. Okay. Why do I have multiple autoimmune conditions? Where's that coming from? Let's start there. Well, once we started addressing that and changing it, you know, eating to address those issues, well, the weight fell off. It no longer became my sole focus. My sole focus became getting well, because I now understood all these problems that were happening in my body. They were linked to what I was eating. So was the weight linked to what I was eating, but the solution wasn't Weight Watchers. The solution wasn't going on the Atkins diet, right? The solution was healing those root problems, which meant dietary changes, but it wasn't necessarily weighing my you know, chicken portion at night. Calories in, calories out matter, right? There's still the science of that. It still matters. You can't go and eat, you know, 10 avocados in a day and all those calories that come with it and think that you're going to lose weight because you're still consuming too many calories. But that switch that we have, that chemical switch in our body that tells us when we're satisfied and we're full stops working when we're eating too many simple carbs, when we're eating, you know, sugar load is high. So you start eating the right foods and suddenly, you know, I'm at capacity. I don't want to eat. I'm pushing that plate away. I've had enough. I'm satisfied. It starts to happen naturally when you're putting the right things in your body. But for me, it was working with a practitioner that, that knew what the problem was. For the listeners who are like, how how do I figure out what's right for my body? Both as your experience and then as your experience, helping other people find the same way, what would be your suggestion? Well, I, I always tell, I get this question a lot. Um, You know, it's, it is a little bit of an investment in yourself because you can go and start searching Google MD and as you know, you're going you're gonna to get all kinds of information, which just creates what's already a confusing science and nutrition, even more confusing. So you need to search for somebody that practices from a functional perspective. So whether it be somebody that you can work with virtually like you or myself, or you find somebody, if you want to have that one-on-one in-person visit, you find somebody that is in your area that practices functional medicine or functional nutrition. Because we want to get and look at the whole body, not just, you know, I'm tired today or I, I weigh too much. The causes underlying all the causes. Yes. Deep, deep stuff. Yeah. And that yeah. deep, deep stuff includes more than just physical. It can include mindset, emotional, all the above. Let's talk real quick about food sensitivity testing. Yeah. I'm big on that. The elimination diet is a big key factor. What would you recommend from a testing standpoint? And what have you seen it with your clients? So very often when I'm working with somebody, you know, we, I, I go pretty hardcore with my approach to diet and what people are going to bring in their body. And it's a little scary at first because I take all the big, the heavy hitters, the obvious things like sugar, gluten, dairy, soy, eggs that are, you know, cause a lot of inflammation. Eggs are great, by the way. Eggs are great if they're great for your body, but they can also cause a lot of problems. They can be a big allergen for people. So I take away all of the big heavy hitters, but I usually take it a step further and get rid of some other things that are considered a healthy food, like nuts and seeds temporarily to find out if any of those things are triggers for people. And you have to be off from those foods for a minimum of three weeks. So when I tell people we're going to work on an elimination plan for now, and we're going to start testing back in, this is not for the rest of your life, but you know, something that's healthy, like walnuts could be a problem for you right now. They're phenomenal. The omegas in there are great. I love them, but they may not be for you. You take it all out. Most of the time, what I find happens with people is three weeks into it, they're feeling amazing and they don't want to test anything back in. They want to continue to eat this way for a long time. When I hand them the list of foods of what to avoid, no more of, that's all they focus on. Oh my gosh, what's left? There's nothing left. You've taken everything away. Well, the foods that you're eating that are on that list have gotten you where you are right now, which is why we're going to get rid of them for right now. We're going to figure out what on that list can come back into your world, but not immediately shifting that mindset and getting them to focus on that yes list, all those really wonderful foods. I've had three people this week, literally this in this last week that have started this. 
um, this new way of eating for them. And one of them is a hardcore Italian from Staten Island where, you know, when I say their world, I, I rock their world. They're like, no pasta. I said, well, you kind of knew it was coming when you were going to work with me. This isn't a shock. You had to give up your, your cheeses and your pasta. And I said, I said, if you, if this is going to be problematic for your family, then, you know, we'll figure out a way to make the same things work for both of you. And if you need to make them regular pasta to go along with the dinner, because they're not going to give it up, that's great. But let's think about teaching them how to not get in the place that you're at. Let's teach them how to look at food differently and introduce them to some new healthy foods. Two days later, I get a message from her and she said, well, this is what I made for the family. She made a, I don't even know, maybe it was a meatloaf or something like that. And I made myself a rack of lamb and I used these spices that were safe. And guess what? Nobody touched any of the other stuff that they would normally dive in. They ate all of my food. I said, well, family meal is important. You're not a short order cook. I don't want you making, you know, keeping yourself separated from what the family is eating so that you're different. I want you to start thinking about how we make lateral moves. That's good for you and good for the family. And you're not making 50 meals a night because nobody wants nobody it's has hard time enough for to that. Make one. <laughs> right. Who has time to do that? <laughs> yeah. Love but it. it. They just feel so much better once they start doing it, that typically the experience is, even though I say, give me a minimum of three weeks to pull this stuff out, they are not interested. And so I usually am able to get a minimum of two to three months out of them before we're ready. And before they say, okay, you know, I really miss eggs. Can we try them? Yeah, we can try them. Let's try them. They're awesome. There's so many good things about them. Let's see what your body, how it handles it. And the thing is about testing food back in that I think that people miss is that the reaction isn't necessarily instant, right? It's not like you're going to try those eggs back in and suddenly you break out in a rash. You might, or you're going to have a stomach issue it could take up to 72 hours before you see a change and it could be really subtle. It could be a headache that you haven't had in a long time. You know, you haven't had a headache in months and suddenly, you know, two and a half days later, you wake up and you've got this awful headache or congestion or something. It's, it's subtle. So in that case, then we set those eggs aside again and give it a couple more weeks and we test maybe some other things in. And you only, by the way, can test in one food at a time to really know. And then maybe you can have the eggs again in a couple of months. Maybe it was a fluke. Or maybe they are problematic for you for right now, and maybe they're problematic for forever. But testing back in one food at a time, making sure that you're giving yourself a minimum of those three days in between, and then setting yourself up too to go out to dinner or celebrations. Because during this time when you're eating this way, you you have a wedding that maybe you need to attend or whatever, making sure that you're putting plans in place so that you can go out and stay on track and not go and eat the meal that's presented and you feel horrible the next day, but guess what? You ate whatever the caterer gave you. You have no idea what your body is reacting to. And now all that work that you just did and you have no answers, Mm -hmm. you know, that's hard, but it reduces the inflammation tremendously in your body. And as you know, that's really key to making us feel better as a whole, but also helping us get on this you know, having the ability to lose stubborn weight or weight in general. Yeah. We could talk about food forever and let's switch over to mindset. Yeah. Because the more I work with patients and getting into this world, I I thought I was going to have to put people on all these elimination diets, get the junk out of their bodies. By the time they're getting to me, my goal is to get them eating food again. Correct. They've already done all the elimination, the hard stuff. But then I've noticed there's a big block. You can only do so much physically if your mental game is not right. Absolutely true. So mindset on our bodies, mindset on nutrition, mindset on food in general. What would be a one simple mindset tip you could share with the audience and myself to help us change that? To be more successful to how we look at food? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, for my, for my experience and what I work with, with people is again, to focus on all these wonderful things that are really good and how they help heal us and get them uplifted and say, listen, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. You're going to come out of this and you're going to feel so much better than this. And I don't want you to live this restrictive life for the rest of your life. This isn't for forever. So I think getting that mindset of knowing that whatever it is that you're doing is not for forever. 
we're just looking for answers and we're being a little bit at doing some detective work and getting this turned around. And that we, there's so many things to focus on that are so good for us rather than being in this place of, I can't have, I think we get stuck on that yeah. deprivation. To focus more on the positivity than yeah. the negativity. And that's yeah. with everything in life. Yeah. Um, one of the recommendations I give to people is if you think you're following somebody healthy on social media and they're really being more of a detriment to your mindset, stop following them. I will give you an example. There is a very well prominent functional medicine doctor, one of the top in the world, brilliant at what he does. I can't stand his posts. <laughs> um, they're just so negative about the food and the food industry and the soil and all of its components and yada, yada, yada. I quit following him like six months ago. Man, my feet is a lot better. Yeah. So if you need to take that route, if you're thinking, you know, this girl is, she's so keto and she loves it or autoimmune or whatever it is that you're following, take a step back and say, is this really actually truly helpful for me? For me. Or is it destroying my mindset? Yeah. I, I talk a lot too about, you know, what works for you or for your friends you know, they were successful, isn't necessarily going to be the right thing for you. Like somebody that's doing keto, well, it works for them. They feel great. They can stick to that. That's great. Somebody who's doing AIP, it works for them. That's great, but it might not be the right thing for you. Or even if you are doing AIP, because I'm a big believer in that. It doesn't and have AIP, to be for we're forever. Talking, we're talking autoimmune protocol, Correct. which is yes. the elimination of the food culprit. That's what right. the AIP is. Right. But, you know, we fall into this, you know, you see your friend losing all this weight or we see them feeling so much better. And you want that, you want that feeling of increased confidence and this boost in, in who you are. So you start chasing after what your friend's doing, looking for that same success, but you're not necessarily going to get it. And listen, I'm pretty real when it comes to what it is that is a budget friendly option for my family, right? So I am a big believer in um, organic and non-GMO and, you know, pasture raised and all these wonderful things. But is it in my house? hundred percent. It's not because it doesn't always fit my budget for what's going on with my family. So there are none, there are some things that are non-negotiable when it comes to those foods. For example, my kids do have dairy that will always be a pasture raised organic dairy product. If, if they're going to have it, that's what's going to, it's also always going to be the whole form of the food. It's not yes. going to be a low fat, something that's been, yes. you know, adjusted. That is non-negotiable in my house. But when it comes to looking at other certain foods, like uh, if you walked into my pantry right now, you might find, um, oh, what's a good example of that? Maybe there's, maybe there's a, a brown rice that's in there that I don't eat, but my family eats. And it might not be this organic brown rice that's on my shelf in there. It might be an okay brand, but it might not be a pure form. Well, not always is that something that either I have access to or a budget for all of those perfect, perfect foods. So I try to have those things that are non-negotiable, root vegetables, non-negotiable. I don't want all the stuff that's going into those foods, but my orange that I have that's in my refrigerator might not be organic every week. It just might not be. So that's another thing that I think that we have to you know, we feel like we have to strive for this perfection. And listen, when it comes to turning around autoimmune conditions and underlying issues going on with our body, we certainly have to look at those factors that are, we're being exposed to in our environment and in our diet. Those are all really important, but I'm not perfect when it comes to that all the time, every day. I would be lying to anybody that works with me if they, if they, you know, even though I promote that, if I said that that is how it is in my house. It's not. It also doesn't mean that there's not times where there's not a sleeve of Oreos in my pantry either. <laughs> not for me, but you know, my, do my kids, my, I have teenage kids. I, my oldest is, you know, 20. Oh my gosh. He's going to be 23. I don't have control over that. They have a great foundation, but guess what? When they go out on their own, they might pick up those Oreos and bring them home and they're in the house, but that's not how we live our life you know, like that is not something that is coming into our world all the time. That is something that happens on occasion, 
And we just, you know, I think we have to forgive ourselves for when we're not being perfect or be honest with ourselves about when we're not being perfect, I think, and not be so punishing. Which in the diet culture, punishing is big. And it's like, we just beat ourselves up and we're over it. So in the month of January, I'm going to be doing a social media 30 day challenge. We can just follow me anywhere on social media, Instagram, TikTok are the big ones where every day the challenge is going to be to break a rule. Yeah. The 30 day break the rule challenge. And if you think about it with this diet culture, we have had so many inundations with so many of these rules that just float in the clouds. One of them, for example, would be like, I don't need to eat after seven o'clock at night. Who, who created that rule? Where did it come from? Is it serving you the right way? Or are you having to go to the pantry at eight o'clock at night and then and eating something because you didn't eat enough during the day and your body's like, I still need more fuel. Correct. You eat and you beat yourself up because it's over seven o'clock at night. Where did the seven o'clock at night come from or even the six o'clock at night? So one of the, the challenges are going to be, let's break the rule. Eat after seven. I love that. How do you feel? And just figure out what's right for you as an individual, not what somebody else is doing, not what social media is telling you to do, or right. even the Google MD for that matter. Yeah. It's so a I'm confusing science. That. It's really exciting. I think nutrition is just such a, a confusing science, right? So you have to battle against these genius people that are out there marketing in amazing ways, right? You have to battle against your success of, that you see going on with your friends and family, but you're not experiencing the same success on those eating plans. You have to battle against, um, you know, your trust factor with your your doctors or dietitians because you know they're not all on the same page. They don't all kind of along the same lines as what you're saying is break the rules because not everybody believes the same thing because our bodies need different things, right? Um, and then Google MD. So we have to battle against all of these things to help prove the science of nutrition. It's so confusing. No wonder why people get overwhelmed or give up because they don't know what's right. You know, it goes back to finding that right person that works for you and your body. Right. So just going to finish up any closing remarks, any thoughts that we haven't touched upon? Yeah. Three things, three things to stop obsessing, I think, about dieting and food in general so that we can start living a healthy, happy life. Number one, we want to start working on loving ourselves and the people around us enough to eat for health, not our body size. And when I say those, not, you know, a lot of people like love yourself, love yourself. Well, that's true. But sometimes you need that motivation to know that you're going to be around to see your children get married and have babies and be a grandparent someday and be you know, not a frail elderly person, but a vibrant, older, aging, gracefully person. Um, So loving your family enough to make changes sometimes is the motivation that we need, not just loving ourselves, but to work on those two things, loving ourselves, loving those around us enough to eat for health. Um, Number two, I think we should stop making New Year's resolutions and temporary promises to ourselves that we're going to lose weight. This time I'm going to do it. I'm going to lose weight and really focus on the lifestyle changes that become permanent. And so if, you know, you eating, you know, chocolate after dinner is a big problem for you, maybe that's the one thing that you change for now so that you stop eating chocolate every single day after dinner, if that's your problem area. And we maybe don't have to bite off this ginormous project. And then number three, find a functional practitioner to work with so that you can establish what it is that's good for you and your body. Again, not your friend's body, your body. So I think those three things, if we can work on that, that's going to really help us be more successful in the diet culture that we live with, not falling into that 95% failure rate. And when Jessica says find a functional practitioner, both her and I have memberships where we can go into this and help you along with this. I know in my membership, we focus on mindset, emotions, and the physical stuff. So check both of those out and join them, both of them, if they're right for you. And yeah, love yourself. Stop making New Year's resolutions and then come join Jessica and I. We can help you along the process. (laughs) Exactly.
<laughs> All right, Jess, I like to just finish up with one uh, success client story. Oh, I'll tell you my favorite one. Uh, so you've heard me talk about this person before. He came to me and he was about, I don't know, close to 300 pounds and on a long list of medications could wouldn't eat vegetables to save his life refused to do that and his wife was super concerned about the direction his health was going his kidneys are in a really bad situation so we had a conversation we went through his labs and we discovered a lot of stuff that was going on and i set up a protocol for him that was to figure out the foods that are right for him and the supplements that he needed to go along to support him in that went to his doctor and that he told his doctor he said hold up doc i this is the plan I want to go on. I, I really want to work with this functional practitioner. I think this is going to be great. And the doctor basically said, why are you wasting your money? Don't waste your money. Those people out there are just out there to take money from people and then you're not going to be successful. I'll see you back here in three months with no change. Three months later, he came back with a 54 pound weight loss. He went off all of his blood sugar medications. He halved his thyroid medication and his two blood out of his two blood pressure medications, one was eliminated and one was halved. And the doctor kind of had to eat crow a little bit because he said, you know, listen, whatever it is that you're doing, it's working. You look great. You're, I mean, and he looks like he has turned the clock back. He looks about 15 years younger in a short period of time, three months. He did all of this, you know? So I love telling that story because the doctor poo-pooed it. And thankfully he had the mindset that he was ready to change his approach to everything. And he was ready to try something completely new and he's still rocking it here. It was six months later and he's, he's lost even more weight and he feels fantastic. Every once in a while, he'll send me a text and said, just wanted to let you know, I had a Nutella sandwich for lunch today. He's just pulling Nutella chain, sandwich. <laughs> he loves to do that to me, <laughs> but he's doing great. That's it awesome. can happen. It can happen. Give yourself treats every once in a while. I'm going to tell us that okay. much. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jessica, I love it. Thanks for joining us today. You can find her at root-reasons.com, R-O-O-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-S.com. And all the links will be in the show notes. So thanks for having me, Kylie. This was a lot of fun to talk about. Yes, for sure. feel empowered, loved this episode, help others find it by leaving a review. It's the best compliment I can receive. Then take your learning one step farther and discover what your normal labs really tell you by downloading the free cheat guide and register for the next three-day live challenge. Do it all at drkylieburton.com. Remember, there's a cheat guide and a three-day live challenge for those of you with medical background too. Take your practice beyond the diagnosis with your free downloads and challenge at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas, Nutribiome, and Terra Consulting, Inc. Systemic Formulas is the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. Everybody can join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Practitioners jump inside their Facebook group. It's called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Once inside the group, search my name and you'll discover videos on labs, supplements, and business tools. It's all free. See you on the inside. Are you a practitioner ready to uplevel your online presence? Tara is your girl. She is a brilliant mind behind my entire platform, my practice, and the BTD mastermind. From writing the copy to building the technical back end of my website to marketing strategy, I highly recommend you let her take your dream and make it a reality, just as she did for me. Get started here at TaraConsultingInc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. Be back next week.